Hello, everyone. Welcome back to RT Talk, the weekly podcast about Rooster Teeth and all the latest news and everything at the company. Uh, I am your host, Michael Cool, and this week is a, another episode that Doug decided to wash himself and clothe himself uh, and make himself presentable from his quarantine lifestyle to come to record a podcast and, uh, you know, get here for his, his weekly obligations. So uh, this one's with the both of us. Uh, you can follow us at RT Talk Podcast. And this week um, is another week where it's, it's I think it's going to be the trend for a little while. We There's not a whole lot going on in the Rooster Teeth world necessarily, so we kind of talk uh, briefly about some stuff. But this week we talk about the Carrie Shawcross's new podcast uh, called I Have Notes. Um, we talk about technical difficulties, which is Ryan's new tech show. Um, we go over the, the new Pride merch that's coming out. Uh, we talk about the, the uh, I guess, partnership, I was what I'll call it, between Powerhouse and Rooster Teeth to open a, a new chapter of the WIA, which is a women in animation uh, company or uh, organization. I'm not really, not incredibly clear on that part of it, but they're, that's kind of like the big story this week. And uh, and we talk about, or I guess I talk about Last Laugh and kind of how I'm feeling on it. Uh, afterward, we go out in the grapes and we t- discuss some some TV shows and movies and stuff that we've been watching. And Doug's been talking about his talk, or talks about his uh, quarantine lifestyle a little bit. And then I have a a pretty lengthy uh, follow up to last week's dog. Um, poisoning story. So if you haven't heard it, then go listen to last week's episode to hear the first part of it and to get the context for what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, there is a lengthy and very, uh, very uh, lengthy. <laughs> so I don't even know. It's just, it's a lot. It was a big week, a lot, long week for me. So talk about that at the very end. So if you're interested for all that kind of stuff, stick around at the very end when we go out in the grapes. Uh, but now we can just jump right into the show. And in a second, It'll be my voice and Doug, which incredibly improves my voice. So here we are. Whew. Good evening, Mr. Doug. We are hello. We are back again for another late night uh, recording this time around. Uh, this is a a thin week for us in terms of a number of topics, but uh, we shall see with how long it takes for us to get through everything and. Uh, of course, as I have mentioned in the intro anyway, uh, but I have my, my follow-up to my story last week about my two dogs and everything that's my hell week I've had. Uh, I Really, I haven't had the the most uh, immersive week in Rooster Teeth stuff because it has been a nightmare week for me. Um, and because of that, it's also been a very busy week, so... Uh, I do have, I think, some of the stuff, like the stuff that I've seen, I've still been going through Twitter and everything, so uh, I don't know, I don't think we ne- there's necessarily anything that is like the big like headline story for the week. Uh, I think probably the biggest thing that happened, and actually I think it, I just saw it today even, so it's, it came in under the wire, was that uh, the Rooster Teeth is teaming up with this this company, I've never heard of them, but there's this company called Powerhouse. Um, I think they're an Austin-based animation uh, studio, and they're teaming up to open a chapter of, um, it's called WIA, and it's just an acronym for Women in Animation, uh, 
So they are teaming cool. up to create a Austin-based chapter for women in animation to sort of uh, encourage the the I guess like the um, profession and to sort of I guess get women interested in everything else. Uh, the only thing I saw it was an article in the Austin Chronicle was the, the what I saw it was posted on Reddit and where I, that's where I found it. But uh, as a, a the article itself, what like what it linked to was Austin Chronicle and wasn't a ton of details necessarily. It was just the basically uh, this is what is happening and that they're teaming up and they interview, of course, like the um, the like the the new CEO, which I forget what his name is actually, but the you know who took over from Matt Hollum. And powerhouse CEO Brad Graber. Well, that's for Powerhouse, but I'm talking about for Rooster Teeth right. now. Uh, yep. It's like most of the article was about them just kind of interviewing them and, you know, why this is important and that kind of stuff. But uh, I'd say that's probably like the biggest story just because that's a pretty, a pretty uh, positive and, and especially with all the news that's happening now. But it's a pretty positive and upbeat kind of thing to happen and, and to encourage more women to go into animation and or to at least help them out like along the way and get them to like certain jobs and everything else so uh there is i don't i'm not sure i don't know much about that company or that uh organization the wia or maybe it's pronounced wea probably not though but uh probably not yeah or if it is maybe go by wia um <laughs> but i don't know much about it so i'm not sure how many like chapters they have across the, the country or the world or anything like that, but that there will be one in, in Austin uh, at some point. And, you know, I, I would say with that comes the, I don't know, I guess it's under the assumption that there will be connections through that to Powerhouse and Rooster Teeth. So I'm sure that maybe there'll be like a, possibly maybe like an intern, an internship thing, or uh, maybe some sort of connections that, Maybe it'll be like a, a sort of pipeline going from the that chapter to jobs that will be available in those two companies. Again, I don't know much about Powerhouse either. Like I said, I never heard of them before this. Apparently, they're just an, they're an Austin-based animation company, so I'm not sure like what they've like if they've worked on stuff maybe that I know, but I didn't realize it was their thing or not. Kind of like what we talk about with voice actors all the time, right? I don't know, but. Now, it's a pretty cool thing. Like I said, it's a pretty positive thing in, in amongst these news cycles of, you know, thousands dead and uh, we still have to stay inside for another, like, month and all the other stuff that keeps popping up. Uh, I'm just, I made both those headlines up, but they both sound like they're accurate and true no matter where you're at right now. But uh, it's still a pretty cool thing. Everything else that I have to, to talk about is, is a kind of just, a, I guess, general topics, I would say. So All right. Um, I will, I guess I'll just start off. It, I don't really have an order of which I was planning on talking about anything, but I talked about last laugh last week and mm-hmm. because the, the new, or the, the show debuted with its first episode and I was really into the, the first episode and was enjoying it and everything. And, uh, like I said, there was no like real funny part that happened necessarily that I could point to saying like, this was like the highlight of the episode. Uh, it was more so just general, it was kind of funny just seeing like with Alfredo and stuff almost about to break down and, and everything. And then with the, the second episode, I finally got, I actually, or I should say eventually got around to watching it after everything else. Um, and I like watching it. It's like, I still am enjoying it, but I actually, I, I'm not as into the show as I was on the first episode only because like I, th- 
so much like the show's kind of like based off where like the concept is like a Japanese game show esque show. So right, I was Which made you excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. And what I was hoping what would come along with the Japanese game show ness of it would be more things that would induce laughter. So like a lot of times with Japanese game shows, there's like competitions or like, hey, everyone, you're going to be doing this thing, and it's designed to like make people break. So far, the first two episodes have just been them all in the room trying to make each other laugh. But, and it's, uh, this is, you know, maybe I'm completely way off, but just for me personally, it's like, I don't feel like people are at their funniest when they're trying their hardest to be funny. I feel like that's usually right. when things come off kind of like, I don't know, half baked in a way. So, like, a lot of the stuff that's been happening on there, like, there's certain parts that are definitely funny, but, uh, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff that's happening that is kind of, and it's funny because even like, Adam Kovic and and uh, I think maybe Gus said it too or Fiona. It's just like it's like let them all just burn through all their dumb bits and it's like and I'm just gonna sit here and just wait them all out until they're all just they've run out of all their options and it's like it's basically just a bunch of people just talking and stone facing each other but trying to make each other Which laugh. Is, but getting like when when like when someone stone faced someone like perfectly that's hilarious. It is like. It is, but like, like I said, like for me, it was like since they're trying so hard, it's in a lot of times it feels very appropriate. <laughs> like people are just doing ridiculous things and trying to like come up with bits in the moment, but it's just it's not really like translating to people. Honestly, moat. I think I'm trying to think of almost every single person who's got like had a life taken has been of their own doing. So like. Mm. Uh, they'll say something and then like, that's just like, this is ridiculous. And they'll like smile or laugh at it. And then that's what I end up getting them like docked a a life or whatever. And that's been a lot of them. So it hasn't even, and that's why I was kind of hoping. And because they showed at the end of the first one, he said, I'll have to ratchet up or something like that. And Jack like kicks, almost kicks the door off the hinges as he comes in. He's dressed as like a hermit crab or something. (laughs) And he just says like, what's up fuckers as he comes to the door. So I was hoping there'd be more stuff that would be going on for them to like challenge the the people trying not to laugh instead of just them all just in the room dressed up like Chris is wearing like a llama head and walking around and just trying to stare at people with it like the one thing I thought he did that was like was pretty funny is that he was the the llama I'm trying to describe it for people listening is it's a llama mask that faces backwards so the face of the llama is on the back of his head and the front of it has a hole cut out so that his face can stick out so he was doing this thing where he'd be looking at someone with his own face and then he would snap around real quickly. So then all of a sudden the llama was staring at them, which I thought was kind of funny. And then he then he started dressing himself backwards so that he was wearing like this suit that was on his back, like the tie was like on his back. And he sat at a table with his like his arms on his back like he was like leaning on the table. And it just is like he did it well enough that it looked like realistic enough that there was just a llama man sitting there. I thought that was kind of like goofy funny, but it's like so much of it is just people trying really hard <laughs> to make each other laugh. And it's just like, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are absolutely like loving it and I'm still enjoying it. I'm not going to like stop watching. I'm not like disgusted with it. It's just, I feel like there's definitely, and maybe it's still to come, but I feel like there's definitely a lot that could be done to, I guess like ratchet up and, and, and really get people to start getting eliminated quickly. Cause there's like, I forget how many people there are. There's like 20 of them. I think something like that. There's quite a few people that are in the room. So it's like there's 20 or however many people with 
uh, three lives each. It's like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to drop off. So maybe that's still to come. Maybe like they just did the pilot episode to show you how the show was. This is the first like episode of like them. It's like they're easing into it. It's like here's your chance to eliminate people yourself. And then going down the line, they're going to make it harder and harder for people to actually keep a straight face and, and everything else. So I've still like it. Still will be watching it and everything. I'm still not, it hasn't like lost me, but I just want to see more absurd things. And, and it, cause that's usually the part that's the best is seeing people because that, like, or at least I can think of like the try not to laugh challenges you see a lot of times is either people watching, like, I think, uh, uh, what the fuck? Uh, the, the fine brothers. Yeah. It's the fine brother. It didn't sound right for some reason. But the Fine Brothers, they always have their React series, and it's always the Try Not to Laugh, and they just show them a series of like ten video or whatever it is, five ten videos, and it's they're all super ridiculous, and everyone has to try not to laugh through it. Or um, I think it's like Smosh or something does the one where they have to hold the water in their mouth, and then they come out with like yeah. props and and have to. I think what's that? I think Rhett, I think Rhett and Link do that now too. Um, or they used to do some version of it. I think Roost or they've had people, they've had, um, Rhett and Link and they've had Funhouse on that show. Cause that, I thought Rhett and Link did their own version, but I could be wrong. Maybe they do. I mean, Rhett and Link have like nine shows and actually I should say they have 400 shows across nine channels. So, <laughs> uh, and they have like a book and like they were on tour for a while and they have like. They're they're busy guys. They have a podcast, so it's possible that yeah. they do. I just haven't seen it. Is it your ear, ear muffins? Is that their podcast? Uh, ear, ear biscuits, biscuits. a yeah, similarly a... shaped, uh, you know, baked, pastry. Yeah, baked good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's. I mean, what is a biscuit if not a muffin without the very top? Really, I mean, they're basically muffins the same thing. Sweet biscuits are hard. Oh, you could have a sweet biscuit. You could expand your biscuit Ooh. game. Sweet Don't biscuit, yeah. I understand that sweet biscuit makes it sound like a come on, like I'm trying to like you got some sweet biscuits, but that's not what I was going for. <laughs> My buddy, your bread. Yeah, <laughs> let's just turn the next 45 minutes of this podcast into us just with bread based, uh, like uh, come ons. Yeah, I was like, what? What's the uh, pickup lines? That's what I was thinking of. Uh, let's, uh, I think we'll run out in about 40 seconds, probably. I don't think we I could last it. that long. You're. Uh... No, I'm out. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's easy to, to to try to think of when we're going back and forth, but then when the pressure's on, they all go away. But uh, I don't remember what you're talking about now. Why were we talking about bread? How do we get on <laughs> Rhett and Link? Uh, oh yeah, that's laugh. right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's possible they have that show. I just haven't seen it because they do have so many things. Like we we have like a. I mean, it's my YouTube account, but we kind of in some way share it. I mean, Renee has still has her own that she has her like the channels and stuff that she subscribes to. But, uh, we have, uh, my channel has a lot of the stuff that we both watch and rent link is, or good mythical morning. I should say is in there along with, uh, I think good mythical more. And I think rent link or their like personal channel is we subscribe to those. So if it's on those, I haven't seen that, but I would not be surprised if they were engaged in, in that, uh, that same thing. Because I do like, uh, like with the Smosh version, whenever Funhouse was on, Elise had, I think, the best line of any of the ones that we watched. Because uh, 
she came out with a like uh like an astronaut's jumpsuit, not like the full astronaut, like the big white moon man looking costume, but like just a blue like onesie that has like the earth on it, like on like the not the lapel, but like the chest, like where like a pocket yeah. protector would be. And then she has like a chicken hat on. Like it's just like the red I think from what I remember, it's like the red mohawk with like the yellow like feathers on it and stuff like that. And she just comes out and then she has she's doing like the voice, but she just introduced herself and she says that she was Big Bird that's from or but she's big from a big bird from an alternate universe where she died in the Challenger disaster. <laughs> and it was just so absurd, but so incredibly funny. And uh, we watched it like after because the first time I saw it was whenever Funhouse was on, but the uh, I think I forget how many, we watched a, a couple of them. I can't remember exactly how. Um, I, I can't remember exactly how many that we watched, but I do know that like that was probably the thing that I saw across all of them that maybe laugh the hardest. There's a couple other ones from Funhouse too. I don't know if uh, is that because you. You said you know that they do that series. Have you seen those, Doug? The Don't Laugh? Uh, the the Smosh ones. Yeah, yeah, I've watched a couple of them. There's nothing that really stands out because sometimes they're like, sometimes they get me and other times I'm like, God, you're just like, same thing as like, uh, you know, you're, you're just trying too hard and it's not funny. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough. Like I, I my sort of feelings on Last Laugh episode two, um, uh, is bonk. Well, it's like, it's, it's, it came across very negative, but that's why I try to like back it up or like follow it up by saying like, I'm not abandoning the show. Cause it is something that is very hard. If you're just sitting there trying, when you're just trying to make people laugh, it's a very difficult thing to do. And I recognize that. So it is, yeah. it's one of those things like you have to, you have to take the risk of doing it. And if it works out, it's incredible. And if it doesn't work out, it's incredibly embarrassing. It's, it's just, just the night of stand up. Yeah, it's the high the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. So yeah. You either achieve greatness or you sink. So it's uh um it, it's one of those things that I, I understand the difficulty. I'm not like shitting on that. It's just I feel like it's it doesn't come across as as uh as well uh, so far. But again, I don't know how many episodes they're doing of Last Laugh. So I mean, I'm still gonna be watching. I'm gonna watch every episode. As I'm I'm not I've not fallen off. So I, I will continue on, but I'm just looking forward to them challenging everybody more than uh, is happening right now. Uh, but yeah, so continue watching that and then we'll see where it goes from there. I wasn't, wasn't planning on doing like an episode by episode, like breakdown. Yeah. Review, but it was just, I guess since the, the second episode came out and I felt I was kind of like, I was wanting more from it. I felt like it was, I guess, an appropriate time to to step in and, and say, Doug just flipped a knife open that I know got recorded. The snap <laughs> of that knife. I heard it so crisply in my headphones. Sorry, it's, everybody. It's a, you're just practicing his knife throwing. <laughs> just sticking it in the drywall next to him. This is all plaster and concrete. Oh, that's impressive. You got the knife in there. So you just spin <laughs> your camera around. I'm just going to see like six knives already stuck in it. It's just a photo of me. <laughs> just, the, just cutting me up for some reason. But no, that's that's uh, like I said, I don't, I didn't have an essay in order, but that was just for some reason I felt like I should flow into the last laugh talk. 
uh, one thing that I feel like is just, it's almost just like, I guess like it's, it's closer to like just a news, like this is happening is that the, the pride shirts are coming back, uh, as I mean, they're back right now as of May 1st. Um, I don't know. I wasn't like, I saw, I think it was on Abu when they talked about it. And he said that there were, he showed off, it was Trevor was talking about it, said that there was new, or showed off like three new designs, I think. So I, I don't know if it's this, if they're relaunching like some of the old stuff with new designs or if the relaunch is just with the new designs. But uh, I remember when this, this happened last year and we talked about it, that they sold out pretty quickly and then yeah. they were waiting for them to come back in stock. So uh, this, if you listen to this, like as this came out, um, then I would say jump on it pretty quickly because last time, and maybe they've, they've increased the number that they're going to carry uh, to uh, like anticipate that surge. But um, I would still say if you want one, then don't hesitate because from what I remember from last year, they sold out pretty quickly and then they didn't come back to like June, like mid or 10 June or something like that. It was a significant amount of time. Yeah. They were gone for a while. And like I said, I would, I, I would also assume that they anticipate a surge and are probably are factoring that in, but uh yeah that's those are those are coming back and uh, i would not be surprised if they become a a yearly if not more frequent thing that they have a pride line that they're just making new designs for especially if it continues to be so such like a big thing that the community really gravitates towards because i mean i feel like i saw a lot of people showing off their pride merch and it's always hard to tell online it's just like if you see 10 people sharing something it feels like a lot of people are talking about it so right. it was hard to tell, but it seemed like from my, you know, doing this podcast and looking up stories and browsing the subreddit, which so much of the subreddit is just people posting pictures of things that are orange and purple or of whatever the newest piece of merch is that everyone has like gravitated towards. Like right now, the, the subreddit's filled with people wearing the front back shirts, which I know you have no concept of what that is, but uh, I don't. But, I mean, I think it's funny, but I don't know what it is. I actually don't even know what video it came from. I know, like, I kept hearing them talk about wanting to make it a shirt, but I don't, I never looked up to see what, like, what the origin was. And it's possible it was in a video I've watched. It just, it just, I missed it somehow. But it's literally just a shirt that says front on the back of it, and that's the whole joke. And it's just, like, it's just a dumb thing. Uh, And I'm sure that, like, the actual origin story has much more detail than that. Or I, I shouldn't say I'm sure it does. It's possible it does. It's possible that it's just that is the whole joke. But that's the subreddit's filled with people just showing off their front back shirts. Um, and the I know in that same way, uh, it feels like a lot of people are loving the front back shirt. But it, I could be looking at 20 people and it feels like it's thing. But from <laughs> everybody, yeah, from where we sit right now and from the perspective of doing the podcast last year when it came out. Uh, it, it was a big hit, and I mean, obviously they sold out. It was a big hit too, but uh, so I would definitely jump on it if you were interested in any of those designs, and uh, get yourself some Pride merch. And again, I would I'm would not be surprised if this becomes a more frequent thing than once a year, because I mean, Rooster Teeth is a pretty like uh, like I'm trying to think what's the word I'm looking for like like open and woke yeah, woke progressive uh all those all those flashy words um 
but they're just a, they're a pretty like open and like all inclusive company when it comes to all the pride stuff. Whether it's someone who's like gay or trans or whatever, it's like they're they're always they've always been a big supporter and proponent of all all of those different things. So uh, I would not be surprised to see more of it pop up in in the future. And it just kind of to me, it just kind of makes sense that they would make more throughout the year as opposed to just once a year. So right. Uh, so keep an eye out for that and, uh, get your hands on some of that. But, uh, the rest of the stuff I was talking about is it's really just, um, well, I guess one thing I'll talk about a little bit, but, uh, so Kerry Shawcross, the man of man of shadows, I'll call him, uh, cause I feel like he used to be around in a lot of stuff all the time. And then he has fallen behind the scenes or into uh, stuff behind the scenes and is, you know, leading shows and writing and stuff like that. So you don't see him pop up much anymore unless maybe it was on like fan service or something. Cause I think he was on that, but I, I never weirdly, I never watched fan service, even though we've talked about on this podcast, we've talked about anime. I feel like too much. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it was, I, I think he was on that, but, uh, he announced this past week that, there, there would be a new podcast out of him and uh, featuring like other people from like animation. It's called I Have Notes. And I he put it in a video, and it's actually out now because it came out April 30th, but I haven't listened to it. Um, the It's called I Have Notes, and I wasn't clear based on the announcement video what the podcast was entirely going to be about. They said they were going to talk about like the creative process, and they were going to kind of like review stuff, whether it be like other shows or like... I'm assuming since it's called I Have Notes, it's going to be about, like, how they'd want to improve or change different things. Um, but it, since it deals with people in animation, I'm wondering if it's just going to be things relate, like, other animated projects and shows that they would be diving into. But, I mean, that's it could just be animation because that's where he primarily works, I guess, too. Uh, but it's it's out now. It's, it's already here. And uh, I... I'm not sure that it's because there's so many that like they have so many podcasts that have been coming out recently and it's there's so many of them that I haven't even listened to a single episode of. And I know Renee has been on is listened to a bunch of them because she's listened to Face Jam and Good Morning from Hell. And uh, she said she listened to Black Box Down and she really liked it. And uh, so she's been on it. But I have I've really I've been lacking. I didn't actually didn't even listen to the second episode of um, uh, what are they calling it? work from home or whatever the one with Bernie and uh, stuff. Yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be my driving force to renew my first membership. So listen to that. <laughs> that's I, I saw it on there. Cause when we were looking for last laugh and I was like, I was like, I got to find a way to download that so I can or not find a way go through the process of downloading that and actually listen to that. I mean, like I said, I mentioned already a, a couple times. It's like with the way the week this week went, I, I just didn't, I didn't, uh, that wasn't on my radar to like try to figure that all out. So, uh, eventually I'll have to go through and, and get that. But, um, yeah, so it's, with the new podcast though, it's just like, I'll have to, I guess I'll have to see what, what really comes out of that and, um, just see if it kind of grabs me. I mean, it, the idea is interesting to me of like, if that is what it's actually about of just sort of analyzing and, and kind of, I guess reviewing different uh, projects or shows or whatever they're going to be. So uh, it's like, it's interesting to me, but I guess I'll have to see more before I really know if it's a podcast I'd be interested, interested in and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, 
like I said, that's out now. It started on April 30th, so we're recording this on the 1st, and this comes out. This will come out on the 2nd, so it'll, it, the first episode will already be out. And um, I actually didn't says, see. What's that? It says the first episode came out today. That's strange. I said in the video it was April 30th, so I don't know if maybe something changed, or are you? is it like mm. on the site, you mean? Uh, on the Apple Podcast app. So maybe it came out so maybe, yesterday on the site and then, or me, because I know like with the podcast stuff, sometimes it's delayed too. So I don't know. I don't know if things could have changed too. I know in the video he said April 30th, but uh, either way, it's, it's out now. So the first episode's out there and, and everything. And as I like to say, if you're listening to this five months from now, then you're already well aware of what the show is and how well it's done. <laughs> so <laughs> that's fine. Uh, and it's sort of along the same lines of that. It's not a show. In, I mean, I guess it's it's not a show announcement, but it's a show debut. Uh, as Ready Set Show ended, and uh, if I remember right, Ready Set Show and um, this just Internet were were in the same slot. So whenever one ended, the other one was taking its place. But now this just Internet isn't didn't take its place, and what took Ready Set Show's place is a a Ryan Haywood show. For on a or on the Achievement Hunter channel, and it's called Technical Difficulties, and I'm, I saw that and I was curious about it. We watched it, uh, it yesterday. I think it was yesterday we watched it, and the it's an interesting idea. I'm not sure where it's gonna go from here, so I'm, I want to. I'm I'm intrigued to see how this show kind of develops along on like along the way. Because uh, the first episode is it's just Ryan. It's in his bedroom. The same one that he streams from and the same one that he... Uh, if you've watched any of the content uh, where, where they have face ca- face cams. Face cams. Um, <laughs> or, you know, it's like you can see he's like in that same room, but he has set up uh, a table and he shows how to make a... Um, essentially a charger based on like parts from other things. So like... Uh, he says like a simple way to do it. And then he shows off like all the parts you would need. And he shows like the, like a battery and then, um, you know, like the wires and a soldering iron. He goes through like the whole thing. Like if you were just going to buy everything and he's like, it, it's, it's an achievement hunter vein. So he's still like joking around and stuff like that the whole time. And it's like, he shows you how to make one from like the actual components. And then he moved on to showing you how to make one in like an apocalypse scenario where he like opened up a, um, uh, solar light like that'd be along your patio and took the solar panel out of it and uh it was like that's how he used or that's what he used to charge oh, i think that was the first one he had a bunch of like small solar panels to charge this like small battery or something and then the solar uh solar light that he had later took the place of those solar panels so it was like it basically was a a water or a more um i guess accessible way to make the same thing with things that are like would be nearby in like a dire apocalypse scenario. And then he showed like an alternate version of that where he took his, it was some, it was like a, uh, like an RC car and he was able to create a, a, like a generator basically off like the wheel and like the, uh, it's, it's all the stuff that like all the electronical stuff that I never proper, I never learned at all. So it's like all the terminology and everything I never, I never have right. But, he basically made a small generator out of like the wheel because you could spin it and it would generate the power and then store it in like the little, uh, the battery that he had. So 
it's it's a really interesting like concept for a show. That's why I said like I'm intrigued to see how it continues and and how it grows and like what the future things will be. I mean, I guess it's one of those things that if it's since they're they were I think they're operating on an eight episode uh, like cycle for their shows or there's like I think that was a plan. It was eight. I guess for eight episodes, it's you can think of eight things to do in that same way, and then you have eight weeks to come up with the next set of eight and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I don't know. If, what were you gonna say? No, that's something I'd be very interested in. Just kind of like learning, like you know, did he make like a phone charger? Is that what you're talking about? I think the first thing he showed off was just a simple <sighs> like like a portable battery kind of thing, but it, it didn't okay. out there was the output of it was, I think I forget he did the math and it was like, it would take you like seven months to charge your phone fully with like that kind of power nice. or something. I forget what it was, but, um, he did show off like the one thing where he said, like, cause I think the one with the solar light involved or the solar, yeah, solar light involved a USB charger, uh, cable that he just had in his house. And he said, you just need a, a cable that has, like, the end of the thing that you want to plug it into. So if it's a micro USB, so that you get a micro USB cable, and you can cut off, like, this end. Like, he goes through it all, and it's it's stuff that was, like I said, I never learned anything, like, about, like, like how to make anything electrical or f- repair anything electrical like that. So I think uh, I think it was, a lot of it went over my head, and a lot of it went, like, I didn't, like, I, it's like, it's not that he didn't explain it well. It's just, like, the terminology and stuff was lost on me. So yeah, no, I would like that. I like uh, tearing things apart. So it'd be cool to learn how to, I guess, fix them once you tear them apart. Yeah, he didn't. It was more so about tearing something apart to use its component components than it was about how to repair them. Well, I mean, that's still something I'd be interested in. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I definitely have a, a similar uh, um, a, a, like philosophy, I guess, to you. Is I always like to take things apart to learn how they I may not take them apart all the time, but it's like, I do like to know how things work or how to make them and stuff like that. Like when I worked at the hotel and was working in maintenance, that was when I, one of the things I liked is that I was learning how to do some basic stuff around the house. Like I did learn some electrical stuff, but it was pretty like rudimentary kind of stuff. And just like, this is a ground wire and this is like complete the circuit. And this one connects to this. And, and honestly, even some of that stuff I forgot because the guy who taught me was pretty shitty, but uh the but still stuff just like um you know i like you you learn how to repair certain uh certain things that sometimes it's simple stuff like just i mean it's like drywall that you learn how to fix drywall pretty easily or uh sometimes it gets more complicated like it was one of the door locks in the hotel room doors and stuff like that and i just like i like learning that like home improvement stuff and knowing how to do those kind of things on on kind of my own and having a project to kind of dive into so it's, I mean, we could have our friend Jeff come and teach us all the electrical stuff and how to build a, a small motor. I remember he made like, <laughs> he told me he made like a heated uh, hand grip for like, his like four wheeler, I think it was. Cause he's like, oh, all I need to do is get like this power source and like these coil or whatever it was. He explained it to me, but I was just like, I mean, dude, if it worked, that's, that's awesome that you can just make things like that. <laughs> you know how, how to, yeah, how that works. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's how the show is. So it's, it's one of those things just to see, I want to see where it kind of goes from here and the ideas that come up and how he tackles those and everything else, especially being limited to 
you know, being at home, I'm assuming they have more of them already filmed and done, but still it's limited to what he can get at his house or like, you know, Amazon can get to him and everything. So had to see what it is and, and where it goes and everything. But that was honestly, that's all I had on my list for the rooster teeth stuff. Uh, we will kind of, uh, early on in this episode, go out in the grapes because I have a, my follow-up story to my whole dog situation. And I don't know if there's anything else that Doug wanted to talk about, uh, or wanted to bring up before we got to that, that part of the, the, you know, the show. <laughs> I have nothing like super, super exhilarating. I did make a big boy purchase and bought a big old TV. Don't, don't you already have a big TV? No, I had a 49 inch from like four years ago. I bought a 65 inch OLED. It's all right. White privilege. Take it easy. <laughs> it's, it's, I know it's it, like the next time you come over, you're going to realize like, Oh, that's a, it's a much bigger television. Yeah, I feel like you've had... I mean, I think our TV is a 60... I think it's a 65. It's not OLED, but I think it's a 65. For Yours, your living room? I think. That was a 49. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is a conversation you and I have had about 100 times. Where it's like... <laughs> it's always about like our TV and you taking measurements and judging our like a TV. <laughs> Um, but that's been like my big thing. And I've been kind of like, and before we start recording, I was singing the, uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt song. Cause that's what I've been watching. I've been wanting to go back and finish that. And I just got the season four and season one is so good. Season two, not as good. Season three, worse season four. I have no hope. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I season one, I, it started off from, cause I only ever watched season one. Season one, it started off and it was kind of like slower, but then I felt like it got into a rhythm where it was a lot like I, the humor where I feel like was directly Thirty Rock, and which makes sense because well, it was exactly yeah of who was in it and stuff like that and who was created by and everything, and like the writers. But it was very Thirty Rock, and then I start. I think I tried to like when the second season came out, I started to watch it and then I just didn't. It just didn't grab me, and I never went back to right. it. Right, it didn't click. So I, I was like, I'm going to push through this. Let me see if it's any better. And I watched season two. I was like, this is okay. I got to season three. I just finished season three, I think like two days ago. And I was like, I'm not I'm not digging this. And season four started and I just turned it off. I was like, I'll come back to this. It's funny because every, every like other uh, like response or reaction to that show that I've ever heard was always really positive. I mean, it is funny. And like you, me and you both like Tina Fey a whole lot. And that's this is like her show. Same with 30 Rock, and like, I don't know why it's falling off for me. Maybe I just got burnt out on it. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know. You watched 300 or five or 600 episodes of One Piece in three months. And that didn't, that <laughs> I didn't, didn't burn you out. I loved it. I wish I could watch more. You could. It's still there. I could, you have, I could, you're I halfway there. I'm just being an asshole about it. Yes, you have and I, an and equal I, number left to watch. And I started uh, Waco. Did you hear or watch that yet? I didn't watch it. I did see it on Netflix, but I have not. I don't know if I didn't. It seemed interesting, but I don't. I don't know if it was like my type of show, so I didn't. I didn't commit to it yet. You will like it. I think you will like it because how much I'm invested in it, and like I had no inkling on what was going on. I was just asked, like you should, or told, like watch this, and I was like, okay, whatever. And I turned it on, and I was like, well, I don't know what this is even about. 
and then this happened in like 1993. I was like, oh, this just not just happened. I was like, this fucking happened while I was alive. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't. Waco is one of those things that like happened when we were younger, and so it's like I know that it exists, and I know like vague details of it. But I, it, it's if anyone asked me any specific questions, I would not be able to answer them. Well, if I can give you one synopsis, rock and roll Messiah. <laughs> that I feel like I understand it less. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I feel like I'm more confused than when we started this. I was watching it and uh, texting with one of my friends <laughs> and that was my synopsis of like, the first two episodes. It's like this dude it's just rock and roll Messiah, and everyone just listens to him. They're like, yeah, it sounds about right. Is Waco where they had the cult and everyone killed himself? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. Spoiler, I'm not that far. I'm only Spoiler, like a it was, six. it's a real-life event. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just, like I'm skip ahead s- to the last episode. Episode three of six, so I'm halfway through. And it starts out, and I'm like, okay. And then... Um, kept watching it, and then like one of the, I think it was episode three. I was like, "Holy fuck, what's going on? This actually happened." And now I'm like, "All right, what's going to happen after this?" But the one act, like uh, the person I was texting back and forth with while we we're watching it, they were like, "Oh, there's a bunch of people in this show." I was like, "I don't know yeah. anybody." And and then this one person came on. I was like, "That guy looks familiar." And they're like, "That's Macaulay Culkin's brother." I was like, "Oh, it absolutely is." <laughs> I didn't know his brother was an actor. I didn't know he had a brother. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I guess, first of all, first off, didn't know he had siblings. Second of all, didn't know they acted. Macaulay Culkin's brother looks like Macaulay Culkin, not like 20 years on heroin, and also has brown hair. Was Macaulay Culkin on heroin for a long time? Or are you just saying that's what he looks like? I'm just saying that's what he looks like. He oh. looks like he had a really, really bad time after uh, the Page Master. <laughs> Specifically, that's where it all fell apart for him. Because I, I fucking love the Page Master. His whole life unraveled after the Page Master. I don't even. I don't think I've ever seen the Page Master. I just know I it as a reference. <laughs> that's one of my favorite like childhood movies. Uh, I want to make sure that that we have time just to get through the saga of what. Because Doug doesn't even know everything that happened this week. You know vaguely. I I, yeah, but let's let's dive into Aria. So. Uh, if you listened last week and you're interested in it all, interested at all in an update, um, I talked about it last week, and I won't go through that, the whole saga. What happened last week with going to the vet? Uh, you can listen to that as part one of this story on last week's episode. Uh, and, but uh, so we're, you know, last Thursday that happened, and we were treating them for that vitamin K or with vitamin K because that's what they were, you know, the anticoagulant. And uh, rat poison, that's how it's supposed to do. It keeps your blood from clotting, all that kind of stuff. And I talked about how it's not, you know, it's easily treatable and it's a simple thing. Uh, And it is. It definitely is. uh, If that is what they ate. Um, So what happened was on, I think it was Monday was the first day we started noticing something was off. Because Monday when we got home from work, Arya, our little dog, uh, was shaking. And we, you know, she was like, and we, sometimes like, even when it's not that cold, sometimes she'll just be shaking whenever, if she's, you know, she's a little, she looks like a lab, but she's, she's smaller. She's only like a foot tall. So, uh, 
she gets cold somewhat easily. So we didn't know if maybe because it was cold in the house, we thought maybe she was just cold. We took her outside and we, we, she was in the sun. And then after that, she wasn't shaking anymore. So we thought, okay, that, that that's all that was. And then uh, Tuesday morning, we because uh, Renee feeds him in the morning, whenever, like when she's getting ready for work and stuff. And she didn't eat her food, which is not at all like her. She, we've had to buy slow feeders for her and stuff like that for her to not just inhale her food to the point where then she just throws up chunks of it and then eats it again because she's her. But um, she wasn't eating her food at all. And then uh, Renee, I think she tried to do, like she tried some different stuff to try to get her to eat her food and she wouldn't do it. And of course she got, was getting worried and stuff. So she, uh, I think she, I can't remember if, uh, the order of events are so hazy now, but uh, basically I, well, I got to work and I started looking up the, or she called the vet. Yeah, because she called the vet and they said that that wasn't a symptom of, or the shaking wasn't a symptom of her, um, uh, from her medication or from the poison. They're like sh- shivering and tremors and stuff like that weren't a symptom. And they said that on Monday, actually, when she called, when she was shivering, because I forgot that she actually did call then. So Tuesday morning, whenever she wasn't eating, I started looking up symptoms of the type of poison that was in the decon that they ate. And um, I looked it up, and then all of the symptoms that were listed were not at all like what they... Because they said if she wasn't eating or if she was... Um, I think it was if she was going to the bathroom. I forget what it was, but it was something like... It was something along those lines. And like the list the list of symptoms was really long for which what was I knew that was the chemical she ate. And then the reason I even knew that was because I talked to the point that $60 a, a pop poison <laughs> hotline. So oh, fuck them. Well, in, in some ways they they're actually kind of the hero of the story. Uh, so <clears throat> I started looking up cause I just want to see if there's anything else in the list of symptoms that maybe she had been like, maybe she was doing and I just wasn't aware of, or like, I would be like, oh, this is on here. And actually she has been acting like that. Or whatever. So I looked it up and I was like looking and I realized that the the main ingredient in that that type of decon, the way that it affects the the mice or rats or whatever, and the way it affects anything that eats it, is that the the calcium in your or in the the subjects I guess I call it a subject, the calcium in <laughs> the their dog. yeah, in their blood will get really high and that calcium will then start to settle in stuff. Mainly, I guess like the kidneys is like the primary thing it affects. And then that eventually just causes kidney failure. So, Oh shit. Um, so she, her getting treated with vitamin K is not at all what she should have been getting treated with, which meant that from Thursday until Tuesday, she had just had it in her system with nothing inhibiting it at all. Right. So it's just going to town into kidneys. Yeah. So I, I was at work and I looked it up and then I, uh, I called Renee and just said like, Hey, well, we need to get her to the vet like now, like we have to go as soon as we possibly can because what she, I'm, I think what she's being treated for is not at all like what she actually ate. And I'm not sure they're aware that like how to treat what she ate because, that wasn't like part of the questions or whatever. And, you know, when we went to the vet, we gave them our case number for the poison people that we talked to and all that stuff. But it's like, I don't know if they used it or what. I was like, but this says like, they specifically told us it, it's an anticoagulant. It stops their blood from clotting. This uh, medication that I'll, I'm giving you is to like basically 
counteract that. And that's not all what like this. It said this other the chemical that was in that is like what it did. So on Tuesday we had a vet appointment for that that same place at for like at like three o'clock. I left work early. Renee left work early. Uh, when she got home, she was able to get Arya to eat some wet dog food, but she like she wasn't interested in her other dog food, which is again very bizarre. And then, uh, we, you know, she picked me up because, of course, the day before all this, my car stopped wouldn't start, so my car broke down on Monday and Tuesday. So she came and got me with with Arya in the back, and we went to the vet, and then they took her in and they did her like some tests. And they said that all of her levels and stuff are coming back like normal. So that like if, you know, these aren't symptoms of of the vitamin K or of the the poison. So um, we'll have to like move on and see like what like do some more broad testing to see if we can figure out exactly what this is. And then I told a lie and I said, Well, when we talked to the poison people, they said uh, or we talked to poison people last Thursday, they said something about uh, the active ingredient in this type of one was like particularly like dangerous. And then she asked what it was. And then I told her, and then I gave her the case number that we were given the, like on Thursday. And then mm-hmm. she went and did a more broad spectrum, like blood test on her and did like a urine test too. And they said that her calcium levels were high and her kidney levels were high or, mm-hmm. I don't know, or maybe high is a way to describe, it, but she, there was like kidney markers or something, whatever the technical term is just abnormal. Yeah. So, that that and that's how that poison affects their body and that she had been calling around and that she called the i forget what it's called but it's a uh like a 24 7 like animal veterinary er that's down near pittsburgh and that we had to take her there to be treated because they're the ones that had the experience and knew how to do it they couldn't treat it at that you know up where we were and so then we had to um uh Oh, well, actually, I should say, she also, uh, she ended, or like almost ended the call she was in. The doctor wanted us to make sure that you were aware. And, and do you remember how I said last week um, that that phone call was $60 and then the yes. the vet visit was 400 and something. So I ended up spending $500, but it's, you know, I, there was no, like I was prepared to spend the limit of my credit card. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, then we were told that the vets wanted to make us aware that this treatment normally costs between four to $6,000. Wolf and uh, and I think all four eyeballs that were in the car got extra wide, and we were like, "Oh my god!" And not to mention, by the way, that I spent all day worried, kind of sick because all the stuff that I had been reading all day and like about this chemical is how fucking terrible it is. How there is no actual antidote. All it is is a treatment, and it's a treatment that works fifty percent of the time. Stories from doctors saying. Um, you know, I had a dog come with it, come in with it on day three. Uh, they lost function in this on day like five, I had to put them down or something like that. And like everything I was reading was super, super dangerous. And like you, they need to get treatment immediately. This needs to happen. I'm like, and all I'm thinking is it's been in her system for five days. It's like, it's been in her system for five. Like that's all I was thinking is like, they're all I'm seeing is how urgent and how terrible this is. And it's nothing has been happening for five days. So, took her to the ER. Uh, they brought her in. The doctor said that the you know that unfortunately this chemical is very dangerous, and that you know it's a very difficult thing to treat, 
and the lethal dose of it is six grams, and Arya ate 78 grams. Holy shit. Now, uh, she said, so because of that, um, she's... You know, she has she's giving it a very I think she said guarded to low prognosis of uh, of her making it through. Now, again, this is at like at this point, this is probably like six or seven o'clock at night. Um, I had since like eight thirty in the morning or something or like quarter after eight in the morning. I had been looking stuff up and and getting freaked out. And uh, and then everything that happened throughout the day just confirmed everything that I read. It's right. No, she should have been an IV. This, you know, this has been her system. This is not an easy thing to treat. All this kind of stuff. So, I literally on Tuesday had a, like I had a full on meltdown. Like Tuesday, by the time you know we got home and or well, even way before we got home, we were sitting we were in the car for like two hours. Um, actually, we were in the car for two hours, and then we had we scheduled Bear to get her blood tested, or our, our older dog. Because we still didn't know who really ate anything. And that's why I was like, if we have to admit her and it's another four to $6,000, I don't know what we're going to do. And right. uh, so we had, we her appointment was for like 8.30. So we left the ER, went back to the original vet. They tested her blood. She was clean. She had absolutely nothing. It, like her levels were all completely normal. So that meant she didn't have anything. So she just got loaded back in the car and she was good to go. So we were like, that's a huge relief. But like, I'm on, like at that point, I was honestly, I was devastated because... Everything, everything was just saying this is not going to work out, and I'm like not, not even exaggerating at all. I was spending, I spent all night Tuesday after, like from the point when they said that to us, to the point when I went to sleep, uh, and even into on Wednesday, I was thinking and preparing for my life without her. Like that's literally right. what I was doing, is sitting there saying like you know she's not going to be coming back home, and there's one thing that really like it was sticking with me too. And it's an odd thing, but I feel like this happened. And then it's obviously for people who aren't like, you know, dog people or whatever, it probably sounds maybe a little weird, but I feel like, especially there's weird things I always latched onto whenever I've like lost, particularly if it's someone that I like, I care about like, like my grandma or whatever. Uh, like when they've passed away, there's like odd things that always like, I always stick on like, or like that I latch onto. Like when my grandma passed away, I remember we were walking around at her house, seeing that she was in the middle of like a solitaire game, really messed with me like to see that she just looked like she would never be able to finish that game. Like she right. left the house assuming it was any, it was just any day. It was any other day of the week. It was just, I'm doing this. I'm going to go get my haircut. I'm going to come back and then I'll finish this, put my groceries away. She, she still had groceries on the floor. That's the stuff that always like stuck out. And there was when they were taking her in, they said, Oh, take her, her collar off. And we had to take her collar off. And we put it in the car. And I was like, that felt and to me at that point that felt symbolic. Like, Here's her collar. Right. She's she's gone, and then I had these really dark like uh, fantasies almost, or like you know, basically dreading the fact that the next time we'd see her would be her, her like basically hanging on to life, and then when we would be having like to put her down because this was in there. Then of course there's the guilt of the fact that this decon was out, and obviously it's you know like I said last week like we don't I we still don't know where like it came from or anything. But obviously, it's still it falls on us because we just didn't see it. it. We didn't know it was out somewhere that they could get to it, and so like that guilt sinks in and stuff like that. So I literally I was having a full. I was, oh God, I was three mile island. Like I was a full <laughs> meltdown. I had on on Tuesday, Tuesday like afternoon night, and then 
uh, Wednesday morning going to work. And they said they would call us like twice a day to give us updates and stuff. And Monday like morning at work, I was just like, I didn't want to talk to any. Like every, people were kind of like saying like good morning and stuff. I wasn't even looking at them. I was just like, yeah, good morning. I was like, I was on the brink of just like losing it completely. And again, still Monday or Wednesday morning, I was still just preparing for life without her. And then they called in on uh, Wednesday morning and said that she's responding and she's improving. And like immediately I felt like I was just going to throw up because <laughs> the stress and how awful I felt was relieved. I think I said like if, uh, if I was at like a hundred, that news alone took me down to like a 60 and basically said like her levels were like improving. She was eating and stuff. I think at this point she was eating. And they were just saying that she was, like, getting better and everything. And then they called in the afternoon and said she's actually doing better than she was this morning. Uh, all the nurses here love her, that she's, you know, she's a, a Doug knows. He's, he's met her and I think on some levels despises her. But uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't despise her. She's just, she's just very in your face. Yeah, she very much loves people, loves attention, and she will gladly lay across you to get the attention that she feels like she deserves. But every nurse there apparently loves her. She has, like, a best friend nurse there. Nurses were, like, coming in on their breaks to help out with, like, a procedure or something like that because they liked her so much. So it's, like, she had has all the friends in the world. Um, and they said, like, she was, uh, you know, doing well. And then yesterday morning they called and said that she's doing tremendously better than she was the day before. And actually that her kidneys are completely fine. They're no longer elevated, elevated and there was no long-term damage. So, uh, that now it was just about the calcium and the calcium in her blood, they say was still at 0.18 and then, um, which they wanted to get down to zero and apparently 0.18 isn't like a dangerous zone. It's just a concerning zone and they would be much more comfortable. It was just zero, uh, or something like that. I may be butchering that, but, uh, but just higher, higher than it should have been. Yeah. And the only thing I had, they gave us like for perspective on how good or bad that is, is, when she came in, her calcium level was 3.6. So when she got admitted, it was 3.6. And by Thursday morning, it was down to 0.18. So it was, you know, a, a fraction of what it was when she first got there. And then um, the yesterday, our, the vet from the original place called that, you know, missed this initially. Uh, which actually, I should say, the vet we dealt with on Thursday when we got them, we first brought them in after they ate the decon, or I guess already ate the decon, was not the one we dealt with on Tuesday. This was a different person. And the one we dealt with on Tuesday was much more, like, thorough. And she followed up, and then she called us, and I, I called her when I left work, and I was waiting for Renee to pick me up because my car broke. Um, I was on the, I, she talked to me for 40 minutes just about Aria and uh, was t talking about treatment, stuff that she knew, stuff that she was going to look up how she was going to call Saturday to check in. She had called the ER multiple times, talked to various doctors and stuff. Uh, and she said that when she talked to the special, because the doctor that uh, admitted her wasn't the one that was treating her. So the one that was treating her was the specialist in this, like this kind of stuff. And she said, when she talked to the specialist Wednesday morning, the specialist looked at her values and everything and said that she was pretty confident she was going to make it through. Nice. We were told on, uh, on Wednesday that her, uh, Usually, if dogs respond to treatment, that means it's all uphill from there, typically. And the only time it, it usually goes downhill is when they're older dogs. And Ari's only four. She'll be actually, ironically, or I don't know if it's ironic, but uh, she'll be, she turns five on Sunday. So it's she may, uh, you know, may come through this right before her fifth birthday. But she's still a younger dog and stuff like that. And we always try to feed them as healthy, healthy as we can. But um, 
she uh Thursday was that was like the update she's doing better and but when the vet called me at the end of the day she said that her calcium levels were still elevated she's like but they're they want to bring them down to zero she they said they're at 0.03 and i was like oh they said they were 0.18 this morning so they had already come down dramatically from there uh today they called and said that all of her values are completely zero her calcium is at zero her kidneys are everything's fine she's good the only thing that's standing in the way now is they're they're taking her off of her fluids and her uh the medic or i think she's i don't know if she's still taking the medication but they're taking off all the fluids and everything to see how her body reacts and they're, they're, they're going to do a blood test tomorrow morning, uh, which is Saturday morning. And if her levels are normal, then we can go pick her up tomorrow. So awesome. If her levels go back up, then she'll need more treatment. Uh, but the, uh, but if, if they're normal, then we will be bringing her home tomorrow and then we'll have to get her like blood tests and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, get, make sure she's fine going forward. But, that she may be able to, to come home and uh, actually spend a night in, in 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 the house and and probably not be her feet probably won't touch the ground all day because I think all of us will just be holding her and <laughs> everything. So uh, she's probably gonna have a really great day when she comes on Saturday if if it is tomorrow if it's you know everything works out fine. Uh, but on the the class side of it, it's still it's good too because so far uh, I think it's it's hasn't been four to six thousand. I think. I forget what Renee said. I think it's right now it's at it's I think it's just I think it's like a 2800 is our bill. So it's actually it's still up there. It's it's still up there. That's as much as I think you paid in community college fees. Yeah, it's actually more. <laughs> it's way more. <laughs> my I, my bill was a uh, 100 bucks a semester after all my <laughs> student loans. Uh that's what I mean. It's just yeah, it's still a lot, but when we we're told 4 to 6000 and it might end up being like 3000, that's that's Right. Also, so if it's it, half, yeah. So, ultimately, it seems as though it's she's gonna pull through and make it. But things took a hard left turn from last week, where when I was talking about it and just saying like, no, it's treatable, it's fine. And then by Tuesday, it was I need to prepare for life with just the three of us, and right, all that. Because I had no idea until I texted you that mug, and then you're like. I like this. This is also happening. I was like, oh, fuck, okay. Yeah. It was It was like I told my mom and my, like, my dad and stuff like what was happening, but I wasn't necessarily out broad, especially since I was like, I basically, I didn't eat until like today, really. It's just like yeah. my nerves were, I was so on edge and everything that I was just like, I, I didn't have an appetite. But uh, no, I was, I, I texted Doug because I didn't know what was going to happen for the podcast this week because if she, I was going to text you and say, I don't know if we're going to do the podcast this week because it looks like I was my original message was going to say because it's very possible we lose Aria this week, and it was right. what it was what I was going to say to you, and then things improved on Wednesday, and I texted you with a much more optimistic message, and uh, saying like depending on how things go, it'll determine what's going to happen because if she like if if it was today or like you know if it was really bad right now, and I knew like tomorrow was like probably the day we have to make a decision to either you know either put her down or not, then I would not be in the right headspace to do a podcast about rooster teeth <laughs> in that moment. Right. So yeah, luckily, uh, very, very luckily, uh, she will, it seems like she's gonna be fine. And our other dog did not get into it at all. So she's just lounging around and, and been laying in her spot on the bed. So, <laughs> well, bear probably realized that this doesn't taste good and I shouldn't eat this as Aria being a puppy, which is like food. Yeah, a four-year-old puppy who eats rocks and stuff like that. And I was like, how did she pull this off? 
Although the vet did say too, apparently, if the only thing that would have changed if we would have admitted her on Thursday is that our vet bill probably would have been higher because the chemical apparently doesn't show in their their levels for a couple days. So mm. she probably would have just been in there getting blood tests and waiting to see if her levels would go up, and then she probably maybe would have been sent home and then would have had to wait till she showed symptoms and then bring her back. So. Ultimately, it doesn't seem like it actually had an impact on her treatment at all, that it, it was missed at first. And like I said, now after all this is said and done, I feel like I'm I'm almost more upset with the, the doctor that admitted her just because that's the one that gave us the worst information, the worst news. <laughs> and, right. and it was actually apparently not that accurate because the specialist said that it, she was calm and she'd pull through. And then the vet we that we talked to on or that we had the second time we went to that same clinic was said that her kidney levels were elevated, but they weren't like scary high. They were just, they were like, that's an, that's not how that's higher than they should be. Like they were just noticeable, I guess. Uh, and also the whole thing about her eating 78 grams was uh, not accurate either because the only thing we could think is they got that from the poison number because mm-hmm. I, they asked me how many that, that, that do we think she ate and how many grams were the thing. And the at the very bottom there was very, like there was like ten numbers for how many grams. I was like, I actually don't know which one's which. And she's what and the lady I talked to on, from the poison place was like, okay. And then she just like I guess she just jotted down whatever. So we figured out that there was only a possible seventy total grams in the bag that she could have eaten. And when we took her to the vet that day, they induced vomiting and they said she threw up a ton. I don't know how much that is, <laughs> but if it's you know is it half of what she ate? Because if it is, that means she had thirty five grams, which is significantly less than uh or i guess like 35 is not half a set or is yeah it is 35 half. Seven. yeah i was thinking of 78 and i threw my i got confused with my own dumb but uh <laughs> yeah so it's like you know it's obviously it's still way over the six gram lethal dose but uh it's if that feels much i feel like i'd rather have to treat 36 grams than 78 so it was uh yeah, absolutely it was quite a fucking week so uh, I didn't listen to anything on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, Thursday is the first time I actually was listening to podcasts again and watching content and being able to feel happy and not stressed out and terrible. Uh, but it has been a, a long week and so long that like it actually it feels like it's been three weeks since we've done this podcast. <laughs> like it literally like it feels odd that it was only a week ago that we were talking about her eating decon because it feels like it was ages. Right. Well, for you, for me, it was last week. Yeah, for you, you were just sitting there, ten inches away from a sixty-five inch OLED TV, <laughs> as it just illuminated your whole body. That's not true. As you're just upset at Kimmy Schmidt the whole time. <laughs> but well, um, I am I am happy to hear that Arya is doing better, and I know that I mess I mess around with Arya every time I see her. I mean, but she, I love I love I love the little dog, but I I would hate to if anything happened actually happened to her. I mean, she's, she's a bit much like I, I don't, especially for people who like Doug's never been like, I would say you've never been like a big pet person in general. So it's, and mm, she really, really no. when you show up, she wants to be in your face. When you sit down, she jumps on the couch and she'll get right in your face. She'll sit on you. She'll lean on you. And like I said, she's a small dog. She's only like a foot tall, honestly. And she weighs, I think she weighs like 30 pounds. Uh, so she, even for her small size, she's like a little bowling ball. And, uh, but she just likes to, she loves attention. She loves to be next to people. She follows us from room to room. She's right there beside us. 
all the time. She's very like loyal and she listens and stuff like that. So she just, she loves people and she loves being really close to everybody. So if you're not a dog person, she's like your worst nightmare. But, uh, it's like, that's one of my favorite pictures. Uh, and I should post it with this. Like whenever I tweet this episode is Arya licking Doug's face right before we got to fly to Austin. And it's just, she was looking up, 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 up. In my nose. It's Doug's so it just licking my face. Dead face as she's just trying to get to his like in like his internal organs through his nose. <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite my pictures. It's one of the best pictures I've ever taken. Uh ever. <laughs> it's 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 the greatest. So uh maybe I'll post it up for for anyone that wants to see it on at RT Talk Podcast. You can find it there. But uh this actually went on way longer than I thought to go through that, but it was a lengthy tale. It's a, yeah, but it's worth it. Like, like I said, I literally was like, I'm, I think when Renee told me, uh, cause I work with, uh, with Renee's mom, I said, I said, I was like, all right, I'm going to go throw up and I'm going to go tell your mom what happened. As <laughs> like, I literally was like, I felt like I could just, just puke. I was like, I just felt like the, for some reason the relief was just like, all right, let it all go. Just like right. all the tent, I was like untying the knot in my stomach. And then it was like, it just let the damn bird. I didn't, but that's, that's how I felt at the time. But That'll be it for this episode. Uh, went on way longer than anticipated, but it was a lengthy tale, and we we stumbled our way into talking about a lot of movies and shows on accident. So maybe next week we'll talk more in depth about like 1917 and stuff like that, and I can have a, a, a more a shorter update about Arya and everything else that's happening. And keep an eye out for that photo because I think I am going to post it with the episode. <laughs> I think you should. I think it's a good one. Arya the dog. Yeah. A little terror little tiny goof but uh thank you everybody for listening as always as we say uh shout out and and hello and thank you for everyone who is new and listening and uh on the various platforms that we have now arrived on and everything we've been getting much more detailed uh stats and stuff like that for who's listening and everything and all that so uh we we see that you're out there and we see that you're listening and we appreciate you and we thank you and this is the end. Uh, I don't know if Doug is saluting, which no one can, <laughs> can hear or see. Um, <laughs> Salute. But uh, that's the end, so I don't know. Do we have an outro, Doug? I think you should um, write a song or something to, to end our shows now. Uh, <laughs> okay, you're in quarantine. Yeah. You have all week to figure this out. The outro is... It's, it's a reference. <laughs> they make a reference to something that happened way before we recorded, and Andrew held up a penguin which they can't see. <laughs> it's, but it's Emperor Penguin. It's no one knows anything about what's happening. All right, we're ending on that. That's a the, you're offered no redemption. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I don't, I don't deserve it. That's the end. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, thanks everybody. Peace, bitch. Peace, bitch. <laughs>